0: Welcome to the DC4L Podcast. My name's Mike Biescas. I'm your host. I was born on a hot summer August day, 1969. I was born in deep South Texas, where everybody loves the Dallas Cowboys. I did too. They were my favorite team growing up, and the reason I liked them was... My dad played in a band, and pretty much all the musicians would get together and watch the game at the band leader's house. So five, six families would get together They'd have a TV outside. They'd be grilling meat on the grill, drinking beer, having fun. All the kids, they'd bring, they'd bring the whole family. All the kids would get together and they'd play, play football. We played tag, do whatever we wanted until the game started. Once that game started, everybody sat in front of the TV and watched. I loved the Dallas Cowboys. That was until they got rid of Tom Landry. Roger Staubach didn't play anymore. Danny White wasn't throwing the football anymore. I kind of grew up. I started uh, playing baseball. I started getting into baseball more. I joined a band. I started getting into girls. So basically, I kind of stopped watching football games because there were parties on the weekend, you know? But uh, that wasn't until the 90s. We'd start getting together for the Super Bowls and the Cowboys started winning Super Bowls. All my friends were rooting for the Cowboys. So I decided to be the odd man out and the reason I created this podcast was if I loved the Dallas Cowboys when I was a kid there may be a chance that I could love them again I wanted to create something for Rio Grande Valley Dallas Cowboy fans to have a cool show talk about stats plays players games everything Dallas Cowboys So without further ado, welcome to the DC4L Podcast. I got some guests here. We're going to go around the table. I want you to introduce yourself, tell me where you're from, and tell me how you became and when you became a Dallas Cowboys fan. I got Matt right here to my left.
1: Hey, how's it going, guys? Good evening. Uh, My name is Matt. Um, I guess I became a Dallas Cowboy fan. The most distinctive memory that rings in my head is... Um, watching the last Super Bowl that they won. Of course, I was probably about six years old um, but I remember being in my grandfather's garage and him wearing that Big poofy 90s theme jacket that you can think of of Dallas Cowboys um, sitting outside in his garage and you know, just watching Watching the Dallas Cowboys man and it just felt it just felt awesome and and yeah, that's a good memory to have. And i always remember that. Absolutely.
0: And that's the whole thing. That's why I loved it because it was families that would get together. Right. Four or five families, barbecue, kids would run around and play with each other and mm-hmm. stuff. So, okay, I got Corey here in the middle.
2: Yeah, I'm Corey. And I'm originally from Ohio, moved here from Florida. And uh I am a Browns fan. All right. You know, and... uh you know when I was I was younger in the 90s when the Cowboys was was doing their thing I used to root for them. I used, to, I, used to like, I used to like the Cowboys when I was younger, you know. But uh, after being here in Texas and you, you're around all these Cowboys fans, you kind of root for them to do bad, you
0: know. <laughs> so, That's kind of where I'm at, Corey, but I get it. So right, this is, of course, a Dallas Cowboys podcast, but we want you know, it can't be all, you know, rainbows and, and unicorns, so we got to have that contra. Some outside mm-hmm. perspective. Yes, absolutely. And then, of course, the wrong perspective. To, <laughs> to my right, I have Chuck.
3: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Glad to be here again. Uh, for myself, you know, I've I've always been a diehard Cowboy fan. Um, you know, growing up in the '90s, man, I, I was definitely spoiled. We got to see three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl victories. Um, but for me, it just started when you know when when I was younger, and, and my dad's always watching the Cowboys. Um, and you know, growing up as a little kid, you know, you tend to love what dad loves, and so that's that's kind of how it started for me. He was a big time Cowboy fan. Um, And like I said, you know, you you tend to love what dad loves and you want to kind of stick by his side and do the things that he does. And so I'm a diehard cowboy fan now. Here I am.
0: Absolutely. Well, welcome to DC4L. And uh, of course, like I said, we're broadcasting live on doghouseradio.com. We're also doing a Facebook live show and we're recording a podcast pilot. So I'm doing all kinds of things right here. I'm a little nervous uh, because I'm I'm running the show here. Uh, you can definitely leave a comment for us here at uh, Facebook and we'll put it up. Uh, we'll put you on our live feed as well. Uh, later on t- today, at the end of the show, I'm going to ask a question and uh, you're going to be able to... Uh, your chance to win some uh, certificates to Buffalo Wild Wings. 20 bucks, uh, especially. One, one of us? No, not one of you guys. <laughs> one of the guests. I'm, I'm already treating you to pizza. You know? <laughs> hey. hey. <Okay. laughs> but anyway, okay, so uh, now we got that out of the way. Let's go ahead and talk about the inevitable. What happened today with Zeke? And uh, the contract will go around the table. Oh, History
1: man. was made. It was great. Um, you know, I usually I wake up for work around 5.50, 6 a.m. at the latest. And it was a great thing. The first thing I saw when I checked my phone this morning was that Zeke and the Dallas Cowboys came to agreement. You know, it's been about, I would say, 40-some odd days that we've been waiting for this news and since the holdout began. So when I read that on uh, my phone, it was just a great feeling to know that we got one of this the best backs if not the best back in the NFL playing for the Dallas Cowboys signed and ready to go for week one awesome Corey what'd you
0: think about it
2: well I have uh, their backup his backup Zeke's backup on two of my fantasy leagues, okay. so I was expecting Zeke to be out for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, so it, it was disturbing for me to see that Zeke signed. Cause uh, <laughs> you know I was expecting for Tony Pollard to you know do something for me for at least a, a couple of weeks. You know at least give me one game Zeke. You know, <laughs> but, but uh, it is what it is. So Tony Pollard is
3: on the trading block.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, Chuck. What do you What did you think?
3: Uh, man, I was just excited. You know, it, for me, it actually started yesterday when the news came out that that uh, you know they agreed in principle right to a new deal, and so that that to me was the the beginning of it. And then uh, I woke up to a few texts this morning at six uh, to the same thing to to find out that Zeke had agreed to a new contract deal, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was just great news, man. And it's one of those that like. You know, let's, let's throw him in there. Let's get him ready for week one. Um, you know, he does not necessarily have to have the full load. Um, you know, he can have, you know, 10, 15. He probably could do 20, and he'd still be fine. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's just—I I don't really think he's ready to go. I think the Cowboys are going to be ready to go. Um, they've, they've got a great defense behind them. Uh, you know, like we said before, they've got one of the best linebacking uh, trios in the league. Uh, they've got Sean Lee, Jalen Smith— uh, and Van Der Esch, you know that, that that's a great tandem right there. Um, we already know what the offense can do. They went and got Zeke. Moore, I'm sorry, they went and got Dak some more weapons. Uh, they added Randall Cobb. Yes, he's aged, but he's still going to be a, a good contributor to that offense. And now I think that there's going to be a lot of pressure now on Dak and Jason Garrett to see what the Cowboys are going to get done this year.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to go back around the table again. And and uh, do you think it was worth it? Is the money worth it? I'm going to say yes. And um, reading
1: online, you know, through various outlets, I can see, especially the cowboy haters, man, like the guy to my left, (laughs) um, they think we overpaid and he's not worth it. You know, running backs, you know, they run, their shelf life is low. You know, he's not going to be worth much in a couple years. Well, they see the big number and they lose focus on what, The structure actually is nfl money is funny it's not mlb it's not nba money where it's fully guaranteed you gotta there's a lot of clauses in there there's a lot of stipulations in there to where zeke will probably more than likely never see the full 90 million dollars what he will see is the 50 million that was guaranteed right but um kind of breaking it down um i'll give you just the gist of it He signed through 2026, I believe, right? Total of eight years. The guaranteed money runs out at 2022. Mm -hmm. He's only 27 at that time. So after that, if the Cowboys, for whatever reason, injury, or maybe he's just not the back he used to be, the Cowboys can get out of that contract with little to no penalty. So in hindsight, really, the Cowboys got a top three NFL running back for the next four years for about, uh, right under $50
0: million. So I didn't follow it from the beginning, but is that what he wanted? How much did he ask for in the beginning?
1: He wanted to be the highest paid running back. So there wasn't a number. He just wanted to be the highest paid and which in hindsight he got accomplished. He got more guaranteed money than any other running back ever yeah. in NFL history. So that he accomplished his goal, but, um, the, People will say, "Well, Jerry caved. The Cowboys caved. He, it's not good for the franchise." But I think it worked. It was truly a win-win scenario for both sides. Both sides. Well, for the
0: fans, definitely. Oh yeah. And I heard a good perspective today because I was like, "Well, you know, if he was my employee, I'd do this." And that. but you're you're right. You're running back. That's probably the <laughs> the position that you're. You know, you, you get wasted on that, man. Oh yeah. So may as well get as much as you can. I well, mean, hats can. off to the guy. Definitely. Yeah. What did you think, Corey? Is he worth it? Well,
2: is worth it? Yes, I, I, I do feel he's worth it. I, I, you know, believe he's arguably the best running back in the league. Um, but how I see it, I, I think the same way Jerry sees it. The reason why this actually took this long is um, he's gotten to some off-field trouble. So I, I, I think they were hesitant to to do this deal, be not knowing if he's going to be missing games. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Me, myself, that's what I would be worried about, you know, signing him to a a, a longer, longer contract because he still had two years left. So I I just felt like, you know, if I was management, I would want to wait another year at least, just another year, you know, make sure he's out of trouble and then, you know, go from there. But he kind of put them on a the spot where they were forced to make this deal done, which, I mean, he's, like I said, he's one of the best, so – um, I, I don't, I don't think it's overpaid. I don't think so. I mean, I agree that he deserved the money. I do believe he deserved it. Um, but I, I would have been like management. I would have been kind of hesitant to do it. Okay, can, can I add something to yes, that, real quick? of course.
1: Um, I did read a report. I don't know how verified it was, but that in the contract they put a clause in there to where if zeke does miss time because of a suspension or an off field issue Mm -hmm. um, a portion of his guaranteed money is voided
0: So he so, did sign with Jer- that. I heard Jerry demand. Jerry's I the man. Yeah. I like, I like yeah, Jerry. Jerry. I like Jerry. He's... Jerry,
2: man, you know, man, he don't, I may hate he don't all ever the, lose. I may hate he all the, ever cow- I may hate the Cowboys, but I love Jerry, though. <laughs>
1: he <man. may laughs> never. He, ha- he probably hasn't won a Super Bowl in a while, but he never loses. Yeah, he's,
0: he's pretty good. <laughs> all right, Chuck, what did you think? Was he worth it? Absolutely. You know, 100% he was worth it.
3: Uh, he's worth every single penny. He's worth every single cent of that $50 million guaranteed. guaranteed. Um, and it's like Matt was saying, you know, the— the first two years of the of the contract are you know fully guaranteed, so he's going to get twenty eight million in those first two years. Mm-hmm. Then he's getting the rest of it. You get some, you know, uh, obviously he's going to get more in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. Like Matt said, that's when they can actually get out of the contract. He will be twenty seven at that age. Now for running backs, you know their shelf life is you know about six to eight years. Um, so this is pretty much going to be Zeke's only chance. To really get that big time contract, he's not going to be able to get another big time contract after this one. Uh, especially if he gets cut, uh, or not that he would get cut, but you know, you know, barring serious injuries, or if he's just you know, if he just you know loses gas from the tank, and if he's just not the back that he was, you know, that he is now, um, you know, he's definitely not going to get another contract like that. But, you know, it's, it's uh, the Cowboys did put themselves in a good situation. They still have money to, to get their guys signed. That's the crazy part, man. Yeah, they're, they're still going to be at close to $22 million in cap space this year. Next season, they're going to be up about six, about $64.5 million because the cap, the cap space is going to go up. Or the salary cap is going to go up next year.
0: See these are the things I don't understand, but I'm, that's why I'm glad I brought you know Corey brought you all. All right, so that leads me to my next point here. Some have said that this is the best Cowboys roster since the '90s, and uh, there's talks of Super Bowl this year. What did you think about that, man?
1: I wow, um, and Isaac kind of alluded to it in his uh, little intro. I I I would have to agree, man. Since uh, don't get me wrong, that 2014 team was pretty stacked and that 2016 team was pretty stacked but i i would have to agree this is the best chance we've had in a real long time since probably the 90s just on paper talent wise that we have to work with to get the job done i mean our defense is going to be elite we probably with travis frederick coming back from that disease he was trying to get over from the previous year You know, our O-line is back to being what it was, an elite status. Um, We have an elite running back. We have an above-average quarterback. We'll probably get to that Dak Prescott later. Um, Our receivers are great. Amari Cooper's elite. Jason Witten came back. We have two young studs behind, tight ends behind him. Michael Gallup is going to be a stud this year. He's my breakout player this year on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, And we have a championship-caliber defense to back it up. I, I think this is really the year to make a push,
0: Corey. What do you think?
2: Uh, it's a it's a pretty good uh, team. I know. Um, at I was living in Florida, so I wasn't here around. I think like two thousand eight. I I remember. I think it was Terrell Owens was on the team. I, I thought they had a championship team for like three years around that time, but they just wasn't pulling it off. Um, is the team back then better better now? Or is this team now better then? I, I don't know. But um, they got a new offensive coordinator. Kellen, was it Kellen? Kellen K- Moore. Kellen Moore. This is going to be his first year, right? Yes, sir. So uh, I know they got to get adjusted to uh, him running plays. So uh, their, their, their division, uh, I mean, they pretty much just have to worry about the Eagles, I believe. The NFC is is pretty loaded um, I don't know I mean a lot of people talking about Super Bowl for them uh, like I said on another podcast that uh, I believe in the Bears and the Saints but uh, I mean I know the Cowboys are right there but I, I might me personally not because I'm a hater but I, I believe
3: <laughs> Bears and Saints over them <laughs> all right, all right, Chuck. Really, the Bears? Yeah, the I, Bears. I can see. I, I can see an argument for the Saints, but even the Bears.
2: Yeah, Bears.
3: They'll the, shut the Cowboys'
2: offense well, down. We'll find out. We'll find yeah, out. Well,
3: well I mean, I'm not ready to say that they're going to be better than the teams from the '90s. Uh, they got to oh, win one first. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, they got. If they want to be better, they got to win four. Um, but it's very, very close. Uh, this o line mimics the one that Emmett had back in the day, uh, and all of these guys that we have right now. I think, with the exception of Travis Frederick they're signed till 2024. No, he's under contract too. But I don't know if he's but I not don't not for that long. Right, right, right. He's but these there other guys for a while. Yeah, these other guys are going to be there till at least 2024. Um we've got Zeke, we've got Cooper, we've got Gallup, we've got uh Randall Cobb. It, it's it's great. You know, Dex got all these new weapons and like I said earlier, you know, he's really going to have to step his game up. Yeah. Um you know, in his first 3 years I don't, I don't think he has more than 25 touchdowns. He's never thrown for, for what? I don't think he's passed. I don't know how far he is as far as getting uh, his. I don't think he's gotten over four thousand. Definitely, I don't know if he's gotten past thirty-five. I think he threw for thirty-eight this year. Yes, that would be good. I Uh, think so. But his his numbers definitely got to go up. He has to get over four thousand this year, especially for the money that he's going to be asking for. Yeah, and you know, people say that he's got, he's got uh, the most wins next to Tom Brady for as long as he's been in the league, but. You know, the quarterback is the most important position on the team, but it's not the team. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he's got Zeke. He's got all these other guys. Um, and I think his record without Zeke, what did we say, Matt? How many games did Zeke miss? I think he missed maybe like eight games in, in his whole career. Mm-hmm.
1: In his career?
3: I think it's more than that. Well, he had a six-game suspension. Uh, the rookie year, he didn't play against the Eagles the last mm-hmm. game because they, they, that was a, a team choice to hold him out. Um, so let's say yeah, 7 let's say year? seven games. Uh, even if it's six six to seven games Dak is probably what three and three you know without Zeke um, and those three games that he did win I'm willing to say that they might not have been against elite teams so he's definitely got his work cut out for him Garrett's got his work cut out for him and uh, I'm, I'm I'm a huge Cowboy fan I'm, I'm not a believer in, in Jason Garrett I, I think his his time has passed uh, great guy, I love the guy I mean, I don't really know him personally But I, I think he's I'm just tired of seeing that guy clap every 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> that, that clap has just It's gotten to me already It's gotten to me to the point where I, you know, I'm ashamed to even clap It's like, oh my god, I just clapped Does anybody looking? at me? Does anybody seeing me clap right now?
0: <laughs> so who would you see in that position as the coach?
3: As the next coach? Mm-hmm. Oh man Wow. Well, if we're getting a new if we're, if we're getting a new coach, that means we didn't do very well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah so we don't. So, you know, you to, so we don't want to hope that. Man. Yeah. So we yeah. don't want
3: to hope that. But uh, there's always been talk about Lincoln Lincoln Riley, man. From oh from, uh, from, yeah, from
1: Oklahoma, Oklahoma. And but that's the, that's the hot do.
3: ticket right now. That
1: everyone wants that young, offensive-minded coach right now. So I I I, I can totally see that. A uh, quick question for you guys though. Um, what's the bare minimum? Garrett has to do this year to keep his job I
3: think he needs to get a playoff win no he's got to go more than that man I think he needs to get to the conference championship so you're saying if he wins a playoff game let's say we make it as a wild card or even if we win the division and we play in the wild card and we lose that one he's out Yeah. if we lose in the divisional round again I still think he's out because we need somebody that can take them past that round
2: Yeah. you know I'm not a cowboy fan but I'm tired of him too <laughs> like I, 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 is that
3: crazy? Like I'm not if a. Fan, I,
2: agree, of
1: I don't want to see him there. Should
2: be a Cleveland Brown fan. I agree, man.
3: <laughs> should be agree. Yeah. You should know. I, I'm and, really and, tired. And, and you know how many times do we hear free agents saying, "You know, I want to play for Jason Garrett." Never. Yeah. <laughs> you hear them? I've heard people say, "I want to play for Mike Tomlin." We've heard them say, "I want to play for." I don't want to say Pete Carroll, but I've, maybe there's some people that say, "I want to play for Pete Carroll." But I've yet to hear people say I want to play for Jason Garrett. What I have heard though is that he's he's actually a pretty good motivator. Like he can get his guys going, but you still you got to have more than that. You got to be able to get them to that next step, and he hasn't been able to do that. So I believe that he's got to get them to at least a conference championship. Maybe not have to win it to keep his job, but he's got to get there. Do do he make good calls? How do y'all feel about his calls? He doesn't. He's not the play caller.
2: No, no, no. Um, going for it on fourth down. Uh, oh, like
1: uh, time management? Though? Yeah. Uh, it's gotten better.
3: It used to be worse, well, I Last think. year was definitely better as yeah. far as being more gutsy as far as going for it on fourth down, realizing yeah. like, hey, man, you know, it's now or never. We got to make some moves. We got to go for it on fourth down. I even think their fourth down percentage wasn't too bad last year.
0: It was good. So why do you think they're holding on to him? Is it just loyalty? Is it...
3: I think so. I, yeah, think, I think it's loyalty. loyalty. Yeah. And it's one of those situations where, you know, Garrett is not going to fight Jerry on things mm-hmm. the way Bill Parcells did. Yeah. But if if anyone knows Jerry
1: Jones, he takes care of his guys, man. He sure Whether does. it's players or coaches. Coaches. And... I mean just I mean, going back to Zeke, man, like Jerry put up millions of dollars of his own money to fight his legal battles and to fight against the NFL and the NFL's commissioner. So Jerry has a history of sticking his neck out for his own guys and backing his own guys. Um, But I think Isaac brought up a good point that Jason Garrett's not the type of coach to fight Jerry back on things. It's whatever Jerry says, it goes. He's a yes man. He is a yes man. It's
2: similar to Miami Heat with – It's yeah. That's what I always thought. I yeah. figured that's why he like him there. Yeah, but that's more of the what's his name, Pat Riley there. Not yeah, really the Pat ownership.
1: Riley. Yeah, but no, but I agree. But I mean, are you gonna say no to Pat Riley? That guy's a legend.
3: Jerry Jones. But there's a living. difference though. But Pat 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 Riley, Pat Riley has played the game. He coached the game. Yeah. So he he's got that extra perspective on it as opposed to Jerry. Jerry just played in college, um, and then you know got rich in the oil business.
0: All right. Well, I hear, I always hear that the Cowboys have a tough schedule. The other, you know, the other divisions and teams have soft schedules. So what I did is I printed one up. We're going to go around the table. Let's take a look at it. I mean, the first, uh, the first two games are divisional games. Yeah. And uh, first two and last two. Yeah. So, you know, take a look at it. Give me your predictions to kind of let me know what you, what you think about the schedule. Do you agree with that? Do, Do the Cowboys always have a tough, you know, schedule? Um, well, the way the NFL scheduling
1: works is they try to pair up teams that did well mm-hmm. with other teams that did well from the previous season. They don't go based off of what the offseason moves were. They just go off of previous records. So since we were the division champs, I do expect to have a tough schedule. And just by looking at this paper, we do. I mean, um... Even though the Giants and Washington are down, we start off with those two games, you can never count out a divisional game. Anything can happen. It's a rivalry game. Anything could happen. Miami, if we don't win that game, boys, <laughs> we got problems. And it's at home. And it's at home. We got problems. Then, boom, here we go. New Orleans. At, at New, New Orleans. Orleans. Wow. Sunday night football. is going to be one hell of a game. Let's go Saints. Uh, my, boy, my other boy, Corey, if you're watching this podcast, man, um, should be a fun game. He's a he's from New Orleans, huge Saints fan. Uh, Green Bay tough. New York Jets gonna be better. Philadelphia tough. Giants tough. Minnesota tough. New England, Buffalo, Chicago, the Rams. Yeah, that's it's that oh, so it's a it stacked is. schedule, man. Um, but I think we can get past it. I I don't see us not winning the division. We should be the divisional champs fighting for a first round by and for at least a number one or two seed in the NFC playoffs. That's the way I see it.
0: Great. Corey, what did you think? Uh, take a look at that schedule real quick. Never mind well, the Texans' I'll, I'll, uh, schedule. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I Well, I do know, you know, the NFL Hottie schedule is usually your division play the same. Do You play – your division plays um, another division in the AFC and another division From in the, the NFC. NFC. Uh, so – and then you play your division twice so teams in your division have basically the same schedule besides mm-hmm. two games mm-hmm. and i know usually y'all play the niners every year but i don't think y'all play them it's yet. like this every other year yeah we oh, got them okay. every preseason. other year so i mean who's the who is the uh the off team this year then uh saints new england we we've kind of been no no it's this. not new england because you got the jets you got miami so it's not them i i see new the saints the Saints. Well, the Saints are the only team, yeah, from Saints, the NFC North. Saints, they got to be one. More. The Rams. The Rams. Saints and Rams. That's y'all. Okay. And so I guess that's by what you said about how they give you another. Um, they try to pair you up yeah. with other top teams. That's that why you got the Rams and the
3: Saints. And the Saints. That's, that's two tough teams. Did you hear him? He wow. said, that's why we have the Rams and the Saints. I
2: didn't say we. I, I heard We. Y'all. I said uh, y'all. I didn't hear y'all. I no, I didn't weed. say we. It's weed. on video. Said,
3: we can go back to it. <laughs> I said y'all.
2: Okay. So, uh, and wow, you got the Patriots. I mean, this is a pretty tough schedule. So, but like like Matt said, though, I, I mean, it's a good team. I, I think they should definitely get 10 wins at least. They should get 10 wins at least. I mean, uh, I think the only competition would be the Eagles. The Eagles in the in the division. They're to have to beat mm-hmm. the Eagles out. That's kind yeah. of who they're yeah. going to have to
0: so, like I said, I'm not very knowledgeable in football. That's why I love you guys coming here because you, these are the things that I hear on the street. You know, when you're at the yeah. bar, they're like, ah, they got a tough schedule. These guys got an easy, you know, we don't hear the the, the actual stuff that you're, we're talking about as far as schedule. What do you think, Chuck? Uh,
3: I, I think it's a good one. Uh, you know, like Matt said, you know, anything can happen when you're playing division games, whether they're at home or away. Um, but the the, you, the road schedule, you're talking about having to go to New England, having to go to Chicago. Now, I did say that I like, Dallas over Chicago, but to play in Chicago is still going to be tough. It's not going to be a, a, you know, a, a hand-me-game. Um, fortunately, though, we do get to play the Rams at home. We get Green Bay at home, but, you know, Green Bay has had the best of us at home uh, as of late. Aaron um, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, man. man I a cowboy killer. It. Minnesota, we have Minnesota at home. That one's going to be tough. Uh, I'm actually glad that we're playing Minnesota at home. Back in 2016, uh, 2016, I went to that game in Minnesota when it was the Cowboys and the Vikings, and man, with that, that atmosphere was just, it was crazy. It was intense. Um, and, and I got stuck sitting, I went with a couple of buddies, and uh, two of us were sitting on one side, and the other two were sitting on the other side. My other two buddies were fortunate enough to sit with all the other Cowboy fans. I was sitting with my buddy, who was a Viking fan, surrounded by a whole bunch of other Viking fans. So every time, you know, I, I would do the Jason Garrett clap, and every time I had to kind of, Catch myself and say, oh, "Don't you know? Don't don't clap too much because you got mm-hmm. some. You got some people looking at you." Yeah, but uh, it, it, there's definitely some gimme games. I not not some gimme games. Um, we've got the ASC East this year, so the toughest one in that, that one is going to be New England at New England. Um, we're going to go to New York to play the Jets. They're going to be better. They are going to be better. Uh, offensively, they got better. Defensively, they weren't. They weren't trash is That either. game home or away? That game is away. Dang that game is away. Another
1: damn. Another New York trip.
3: Yes. So we've got the Jets at New York, the Patriots at New England, uh and Miami is at home and the Bills right at home.
1: Yeah. I think what it comes down to though is we got to sweep the Giants, we got to sweep the Redskins and at least go one and one with the Eagles. Split
3: the split those.
1: Split the Eagles. For the division anyway.
3: Right. Which which should yeah you know in essence which should give us the division yeah Uh, the games that you cannot afford to lose are NFC games because they go by division then they go by NFC then they go by your overall record Mm -hmm. Uh, so if we're going to lose games obviously I prefer that they'd be against AFC teams Um, so if we lose to New England it's not a horrible situation. And, you know, not to look ahead, but that could be a team that, you know, maybe we see in February if we're able to get that far.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see, man. Hopefully.
2: Hey, but it's crazy. Y'all got the two teams on there that I feel like is going to be going to the Super Bowl out of NFC. You got the Saints and the Bears, so that's going to tell you I definitely –
1: the Saints are going to be there, man. They are a great, great team. Drew Brees and Sean Payton have chemistry like no other as a quarterback and coach duo. And I really do think the Rams are going to fall off, though. I don't – I don't see them repeating the run that they had last year.
3: It's going to be tough. It's always tough to to repeat a run like that.
1: Yeah. It's
0: a fluke, huh?
1: I I wouldn't call it a fluke, but like Isaac said, the NFL is tough and it's hard to repeat. And if you go back to the Saints and Rams game, that pass interference, that should have been pass interference. I mean, really, the Saints should have been.
0: I couldn't believe that, man. (laughs) Yeah, it was horrible. Horrible. Okay, so uh, predictions for this Sunday score. What do you think? We got the Giants. Giants at
1: home. I'm going to say that stadium is going to be electric every single time Zeke touches the ball. That stadium's going to blow up. And I think the momentum and the defense is going to feed off of that, the crowd. Um I I really don't see the Giants being close. I would say a 31 to 10
0: game. I'm
3: thinking it's like 17. And I'm thinking that last one's going to be like a, you know, garbage touchdown.
0: Right, right. So you say what? 30 31 17 is what you? 31
3: 17 is going to be close to that. Uh I like Matt's idea of 31 10, but I just think it's going to be one of those where they give a touchdown, you know, on the yeah, final yeah, drive Yeah, garbage it's, time. It's, you I, know. Yeah, I can totally see that. Um I do think you know, Saquon's going to be the key. Uh you know, they're they're going to have guys on him, you know, like quite on Rice. Um, I it, it hurts me to say this because I have Saquon on three
1: fantasy teams but uh, the first time they played Saquon they held him to under 30 yards rushing the first time and but the second time we had already locked up division and you know th- that, that game didn't really matter he ran for over 100 but he's a great player great great player
3: see I, I can't stand when, when we're in situations like where the games technically no longer matter because momentum is important mm-hmm. You know, you got to have momentum. That's why I kind of, I can understand the, the idea of, you know, benching your players, um, you know, in meaningless games at the end of the year when your division's already locked up. When, um, you know, even if you're still trying to fight for, for a top seed, you know, you, you need that momentum. And I think it was when we played the Giants, that was a great game, man. We needed that win at the end of the year. Um, even though, even though had we won or lost, our seeding was not going to change. Um, we we're still going to be in the playoffs, but you know it's like I'm saying—you you need that momentum going into the playoffs.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I think uh, I wish this game wasn't the first game.
2: Being into the, I'm saying that because of uh, Eli Manon. Uh If he's struggling, I'm not sure if they really pull him this first game. If if you guys are up pretty big on them by half. I think they pull it, and I want to see them pull. Week it. one, week one. I think that's too soon. That's too soon, man. Uh, uh, if they're getting blowed out, uh, I, okay. You hey, uh, their coach depending on their coach. If he want to keep his job, you got to win by any means necessary. If you're getting, if Eli is having a bad game by halftime, you need to pull him. It's not like you starting him. No, yeah. So pull Eli. Daniel Jones Yes and, and let's see what we do let, let me tell you why That's not
1: a good idea And I'm not even a Giants fan If you pull Eli At halftime There's a difference Between pulling him In the fourth When the game's out of hand And letting Jones Finish off the game But if you pull him At halftime And that kid fails It's not gonna be good it, you, you
2: got. You got. I, I, why it's I not understand gonna
1: be good? that, huh? Why it's not gonna be good? Because if he fails, one, he's not gonna get confidence, and two,
2: uh, you know how quick people turn on people these I don't, days. I man. think that's a like, cliche about confidence. It's a good team you plan. It's his first game. Uh, I think the team will rally around him. Hey, you know what? This was your f- welcome to the NFL. But you know what? We need you to to get ready for next week. I'm telling you, if you guys are blowing them out. By halftime, I say he's gonna get put if they, they what did they draft him? Six? Six. Yeah. Uh, hello. You you gonna have to you he's gonna have to, he gotta come in. If you're getting blowed out by halftime, gotta come in. So that means he starts the rest of the season. Yeah. I yeah, think it's gonna once, happen because first once game. He goes in, you can't yeah. take him out. Yeah. You don't have that's to it. you're gonna if Eli is having a bad game I, I, I know Cowboys should have a pretty good defense, should have a good line, but if if it looks like Eli is struggling himself,
3: it, that's it. It's time to pull him. So in 16 games, you're going to give Eli a half <laughs>
2: if he messes yeah. up. I think Eli is already on a short leash. I'm wow. pretty sure he's on a short leash. Wow. And, and I mean, I know this is a cowboy talk, but uh, the one coach got fired uh, for, for starting
1: Ben McAdoo.
2: Yes. From the Giants? Uh, is that where you're going? He was ahead
1: of the time. Yo, Eli lost it. Nah, you know what he just ran out of options. I think he panicked.
2: That wasn't a panic. It was it was already past the past mid season. Uh-huh. It was yeah. that wasn't a panic. It was, hey, we gotta try something else. And I believe this coach That cost him his job though. That cost because and why? Because everybody was on the Eli bandwagon. Right. So but now right but right now with Donald Jones, he already the fans want him now. So if Eli is having a bad Game, the fans. Oh, it's not gonna be fans. People, people's gonna be star. Hey, we want to see Donald Jones. And halftime, they're (laughs) gonna bring him in. And you guys don't have. You don't know what he's gonna be like. He may be able to pull something off in the second half, make it a close game. I'm sorry to keep
1: going off topic. I know this is the Cowboys, but I got one more question for you, Corey. Let's say that happens. Daniel Jones finishes the season, and they're in line for another top pick this year. And Tua,
2: or another top quarterback, is staring them in the face in the draft. They're not going to do it. I, you know what? I didn't believe in I didn't believe in him. But uh, after seeing him in the preseason, I, I think they made the better pick. I think he was the quarterback to go with. We shall and see. Yeah, I, we'll see. I think we'll he's see. better than Dak. Oh! Uh, come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. based Who let you come what?
1: on this show, man?
0: Who based
3: let off, you off come of what? You, you, you went up see. against two. You're going you're to see. He went up against corners. That yeah. Yeah, we'll he went see. up against corners that probably already got cut.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Nah. we're, we're going to we'll see. see. We'll see. We, yeah, we will. So, so, what's your what's your prediction? What's the score for Sunday, Sunday night or Sunday evening?
2: Uh, man, this Giants team.
3: Uh 28-24. 20, Who wins? 20, wait, 28-24 and you think Daniel Jones is going to be in there? <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. And he's going to make gonna, a comeback? He's going to come in and put on a run. <laughs> so what's the score at halftime then for that game? 21-0? 21-0. That's, not, that's not a blowout though.
2: That's enough. Wait, Eli making mistakes. With Eli making mistakes, that's I like, will bet
1: you $20 right now that Daniel Jones is not going that game unless it's garbage time in the fourth quarter.
2: If Eli has two interceptions, you guys—if they're not moving the ball, I'm a co- I got gotta do something. What do what you think is gonna happen I, in seen, the second I've half? I've seen
3: Tony Romo throw five interceptions in a game and not get pulled. You, you gotta leave him in, I if, say. But
2: Tony—but yeah. yeah. is there somebody else to be backing up Tony Romo? There was no future quarterback. Right now, we have a guy that once we once, oh now you're a Giants fan. <laughs> saying yeah. there's a guy for the Giants uh. that he's the future. So once Eli make his mistakes, it's going to happen, and, and it can happen in his first game. All right, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll leave it at that. And when it if, if it happens, if it happens, you
3: guys owe me a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what though, if it does happen, it, that might be a good thing for the Cowboys. Because he's definitely going to go through growing pains. uh, Absolutely, and you're right though. You know, teams are not going to have film on him, so he's he could have some highlight points, but I think I I think it's going to be a struggle. They didn't do a whole lot to fix that offensive line. Uh, I I think they got rid of their left tackle, which was you know probably the best thing they did for that offensive line uh, with Eric Flowers, but uh, I just don't see I, I just don't see them doing enough to really compete. I I do think it's I don't want to say it's a blowout because like Matt and I have been saying you know when it comes to division games you know anything can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why I say 28-24 because it's a a division game. Yeah. Yeah. But you know they they always I think with the exception of last year maybe like eight out of nine seasons they're playing the the Giants you know week one Mm -hmm. and uh, with the ratings, man with the exception of twenty sixteen you know the Cowboys are normally winning those games yeah
0: i call twenty-one seventeen on this sunday's game okay uh, that's pretty much all i have i have guest choice so we can go around the table and, and discuss whatever you'd like but the cowboys what doesn't matter whatever y'all like okay um
1: i kind of like where we were going with the giants talk let's kind of talk about the division more in depth um since that is our main focus and you gotta win Let me ask you so, this though. Are, what, you what,
3: What's the over under On how many games Carson Wentz even lasts That's what I was, think he lasts I was gonna pool? bring up The Eagles With his new contract it, That's
2: what I was gonna bring up The Eagles do y'all, how, how much do y'all fear of The Eagles uh, Not a whole lot Especially no?
3: since they lost Nick Foles How really? many playoff games Has Carson Wentz won no, I'm talking about Regular season though. No, I know But I'm just how talking many about How playoff season?
2: games Did Tom Brady win When he first got to the league He won a Super Bowl how, No Before he got to the league How many did he win before he got to the league? Yeah. Well, if he's before he got to the None, league. None, right? So just because you haven't done anything doesn't mean you can't do it. Yeah, He's good enough to do it. He just—two years, he got hurt.
3: So, okay, fine. So you think— He was lead? Does he, you did okay. not see
2: how he was doing in the, in the regular season game? Yeah, he's good. I, I, I think the Eagles is going to—
1: But really, what I think not gonna like Chuck get is that. getting at is that he's not going to last. It's fragile. Just because it happened two years— what are the two out of, of his three? three years?
3: <laughs> Come on, this is going to be his fourth year. He's yet—I mean, he's okay, yet to play a whole season. Okay, yeah. so he does play the whole season. Then are y'all do y'all fear the Eagles? Yeah, they're a good team. They have a good, you know, experience. and and they they made a play for Melvin Gordon. I mean, they got turned down, thank goodness, but they they made a play for Melvin Gordon. They offered uh, uh what's his name, Howard. And, and a couple like of a other picks, third round pick or fourth round pick. And thankfully, the Chargers said no. They said no, thank you. We will take our chances. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I, I but the
1: I'm Eagles gonna, are good. They oh a, yes, they, they, are. Good, they are. They Their got a good defense. They're, they're Miles Sanders it. is going to be a good rookie running back to look out for on that team. Alshon Jeffrey is back. And healthy, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, Jackson is back with that team. They got one of the best tight ends in the game, and Zach Ertz. Their old line is good. It that's a scary team, and their D line is great. I. It's a scary team. Yeah, play Are them we, week seven. Yeah, week seven and week what? I
2: think it's sixteen. So the so second the game before, before my god, yeah, yeah. This a uh, uh, man. The ending of you alls schedules is pretty tough. Yeah. New England, Buffalo, Chicago, Rams, Philadelphia, and Washington. Washington, y'all might, do, y'all might sit your starters and still win.
1: How do y'all yeah?
2: Well, how do you feel about Washington?
3: Washington is Washington. Wash you know, wa- Washington is is you know, they're they're in trouble, man. Yeah, they've got their, I think their left tackle that's only front hurting. office that's worse than Cleveland. You mean the old Cleveland? The old Cleveland. Cleveland. The old Cleveland. With John Dorsey now, they are doing some things. They are doing
1: some things. But, yeah, the front office for the Washington Redskins is bad. Uh, Their left tackle is still holding out. Um, He wants out. He doesn't even want to go back. he wants out. And I don't blame him. The way they mishandled his injury and stuff, like, I don't blame him. I I would want, if I was in the NFL, um, I would want to play for a team that took my health serious it's such a violent sport
2: um man I'm looking at this and you got green pay. man y'all play
3: this is a tough schedule it is yeah, <laughs> it's man. not gonna be a walk in the park but, but I, I think we can do it I think and I think, think it's gonna make us better for it you know what I mean we don't. We, we can't have the easy schedule because what's the point of having an easy schedule? Getting to the playoffs and and you know and getting. It's behind. not such they thing won't. as an easy schedule. It's the NFL. Well,
2: it's not such thing as an easy schedule. You play the Browns, it's easy. No, even even if you play the Browns when when we didn't win a game. Oh, so you it tell, you're still okay. it's still we put up a fight. We didn't get blowed out. We put up fights. We just couldn't. So you
1: telling me New England's never
2: had an easy schedule being in the AFC East? No, they lose to the Dolphins every year.
1: Oh, come on, man. And
2: matter of fact, you guys are lucky, y'all don't play the Dolphins in Miami because it would not be easy. Look at the Dolphins' record at home. They barely lose at home. It's because of the damn weather down there. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but it's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's hard to beat Miami in it's Miami. Factor. It's a factor. And the Jets, they put up a fight to them every year too. Like you said, the, the division. I'd there. rather be in that division than ours, I'll tell you that right now. Not right now. Not this year. No, I think y'all have it easier than they do. Really? really? I, I think Buffalo and the Jets is going to put it to them. They, mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to sweep neither one of them. The Jets will be better. Miami's a dumpster fire right now. Oh, yeah, my, uh, Miami may not win a game. Yeah. But uh, the Jets and the Bills, they're going to—they both will get a win against the
3: Patriots. Hold on. Miami might not win a game, but they're tough at home. <laughs> no, you're Ooh. right. I can I can see that. I can see how— I can understand. I can understand. I I can understand.
2: This year his logic. this year they're Yeah, that they, they, they don't really have a good a good team this year. But yeah, like I said, the Jets and the Bills will get a win against
3: the Patriots. How about shout out to Leo Collins, man? I love it when an O lineman gets paid. Oh yeah. And you know what, man, I was one of those that like I, I was content. I, I I was in all honesty, I thought he was gonna be one of those that wasn't gonna be re signed at the end of the year. Uh, when I've heard about his resigning it, it came to me as a shock Uh, But I liked it, you know, I liked it Uh, Continuity is a big thing, especially with offensive linemen uh, When you can play with the guy that you've been next to for 16 plus games Uh, And of course I'm talking about, you know, multiple seasons That's always a plus um, If you're talking about a
1: team-friendly deal, that was it right there He could have gotten more in the free market And that's
3: actually his second deal with the Cowboys Yeah and, and he's one of those, like it's it's like the Jalen Smith deal, you know, they they took a chance on the guy, uh, you know, they took him as a, as a an undrafted free agent, uh, but he had all those you know those rumors going around. That's when he, he was being you know he was almost a, a suspect in uh, his ex girlfriend's was it a murder or was it a suicide? I thought it was just domestic violence. No, no, it? no, she was, was yeah. I don't know if it was a murder or if it was a suicide, but he was at one point a suspect. Yeah. And his, and he was thought to be one of the top tackles in that draft class. And he would have gone top five, top easily, 10. And he went undrafted. Uh, when we picked him up, we started him as the left guard and he was a beast. He was looking like Larry Allen out there. And then they moved him to right tackle, uh, which I kept pitching for. And, and when they did it, it was a little bit of a struggle. He's, he's, he's come along. Um, but I do think that because, you know, Co- uh, Conor McGovern's hurt now, mm-hmm. um, He's on IR, so I think that, that it's definitely huge um, getting Leo Collins back. And uh, I do think that—I I actually think that, uh, you know, Connor Williams needs to step up this year. He, he struggled last year as a rookie. Um, Have you seen Connor Williams lately? He's, got, he's gotten pretty big. Dude, he's gained, like,
1: 20, 25 pounds.
3: And it's muscle. Like, he's not looking fat. Yeah, it's, he looks jacked. So ho- hopefully me excited. He's hopefully that transitions season. onto the field. Um, I mean, we've seen it before where you've got, you know, these workout warriors that can lift all this weight, but it doesn't necessarily translate on the field. Mm-hmm. So we can only hope. But if it does, Corey, oh, man, that is going to be great one o heck line. of an offensive line. It already Girl, is. Looking at this schedule, y'all going to need it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we got it. Hey, how about... We got a left tackle what? that wears a knee brace as an elbow brace. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? Yes. Come on, man. And he's, yes. he's probably got like, what, 15% body fat? That boy is lean. He, that's a man right there, dude. Hey, so, how about... Uh, I, I don't hear and most he people says, I don't mean to interrupt. About And he says that he's finally feeling 100%. We'll
2: see. Well, how about Jason um, hmm. Jason Whitten. Like, I haven't really been hearing anything about him. Like, I how think I feel he's gonna do? He, I think he's a great locker
1: room presence. Yeah, I think he's there for more locker room and. But he's he's not gonna shit. start.
3: Oh yeah, yeah no, no, he's, he's a start. starter. He's autom- He's already one of the best blockers. Yeah, but and he's still
1: gonna have his you know five to ten yard you know choice. He's got, route. He's got sure hands. It's rare when that cat fumbles the ball too. He's gonna be an end zone God, presence. I've never seen
2: him drop a pass. Yeah, yeah.
1: he's always open. But you got to understand, we still have two... We have Schultz and we have... Blake um, Jarwin. Blake Jarwin as two upcoming tight ends that are, that are going to be good for us.
3: How do you think they felt about when coming back?
1: <sighs> I don't know, man. I think Jarwin was in a position to get the starting position. But I think they're going to use him so much anyway that it's not going to
3: matter. You know, because the you would have felt? <sighs> I, I would be... I would be bummed at first, but I would have to get over it really, really quick. I, he's a cowboy <laughs> legend. Yeah, exactly. He's, you know, after Bob Lilly, he's probably the next actual cowboy, uh, greatest cowboy of all time. Um, and But, you know, back in the day, you know, the Cowboys ran a lot of two tight end sets. And that's probably, I, I think what Matt's saying also, you know, they can do a lot of, you know, two tight end sets. Um, and I think they're going to learn a lot from Witten. I really yeah. do. Huge. He's going to be another coach. He in is. The tight another end coach room. on the field. Um, he was horrible in the booth. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was bad. Yeah, I think that's part of why he came back too. It could be. Man,
2: speaking of that, God, one of the greatest man, Tony Romo. He should be in Monday Night Football. Ro- Romo is. He awesome, could be by man. himself.
1: He's I, asking for like ten mil a year, man, on bi- broadcasting.
2: I'm, I can't wait for football to start back and to hear Romo again, man. Like, I think right place. now he gets
1: like maybe four to six mil. Now, What's if Troy Aikman can stop
2: broadcasting our games, I'd be happy. <laughs>
1: well, man, you got a lot, a, lot, a, a lot of people feel that well. way. A lot
3: of people feel that way. But because uh, you compare him to Irvin, man, like Irvin, he loves the Cowboys. Yeah. No matter who's we'll say, on the team. That's my yeah. favorite analyst, man. I just I feel like 5'11", and, and, and he'll build them up. And he'll say, no, 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 this is a great team. I just feel like Troy Aikman's yeah, yeah, like, does. no, no one's does. ever going
1: to beat our 90s
3: Cowboys. Uh, See, but I think I, I really right, think I that Aikman just has high expectations. He's one of those that he's got high standards for the Dallas Cowboys, and he's upset that, that they're falling short. But where's the... Pep talk or the encouragement—it's all. It's always
2: man. That's why I say, Irvin. Well, Irvin Irv- should be Michael Irvin should be y'all head coach. <laughs> and, I don't like head, head. coach. Yeah, man. He should be your head coach and Tony Romo, the the OC. I'm telling you, man, that y'all
3: can go far with them too. Oh man, what's <laughs> no. Nah.
2: Yes, yes, man. Michael Irvin. Well, I mean, just, Michael just Irvin but would look have them at, but look pumped look up. up man. He would.
3: He would. Man, we've seen those those videos that get they show in the like pregame. Well, you, you see man, what he you do with on. the U? Oh yeah. I don't know if y'all saw the video
2: he nah, did yeah. with the he, U. Man, he, he got
3: them pumped up. He's man. great when it comes to you know being a motivational speaker. And that's all you need, but for uh, coach. You know, Romo does know the game, but does it mean he can teach it?
2: I think he can. Yeah. I think Romo needs to be a coach. I think he could be a quarterback coach. One yeah. hell of a quarterback. Coach. That's going to lead to OC, huh? That's going to lead. Yeah, to OC. eventually to
3: calling plays. I mean, because the way he's doing it up there in the booth, man, uh, they—I, I would bring him. You in. know, we got former backups coaching the Cowboys. Kellen Moore, former backup, he's the OC. John Kitna, former backup, he's the quarterback coach. Garrett, Garrett, yeah, <laughs> he's the head coach.
0: But how much would they pay Romo? I mean, he's, if he's going for ten mil, he would for yeah, broadcast, like, I mean, come, a come on, he he, well, does he, does he ten mil. <laughs> I think like, right now really? he's
1: getting about five mil, but uh, his contract's coming up. But yeah. As a coach, you're not going to get nearly as uh, as much no. as that. You're
3: but, gonna, but you're in the, you know, you're in And the, you're going to be working a whole a lot, lot more. more. Yeah. yeah. And he
2: won't start off as the head coach, though.
1: No,
0: exactly. No, no, no. Yeah. I so, think he's doing a hell of a job in the booth. At, yeah. at first, I was like, ah, oh, come on. But he really, really proved himself. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. no
3: doubt. Um, it's awesome when he, when he literally calls what they're going to do right yes. before it happens. Yeah. yeah. I remember that Patriots game. He was like, look for him to hit Edelman right in the middle. Sure enough, boom, there's Edelman in the middle.
0: So you don't think, you don't think uh, uh, Troy does that?
3: I just think that Troy is trying to be as unbiased as he can. I love you, Troy. <laughs> I don't care what these guys <laughs> say. I, I think he's trying to be as unbiased as he can. Um, and it comes off that way. And it does. It comes off as him just being a hater. But I think his standards for that organization are very high. He's one of those that, like, he was always first guy in, last guy out, you know, back in the 90s. And it was always one of those situations where, like, he wanted a clean, crisp, perfect practice, and if it wasn't, he was upset. Well, maybe that should be your head coach. Could be. I think he needs some some form of uh, of role in the organization. Um, you know, I remember reading the 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 book uh, of the Cowboys of the '90s, and uh, when when Switzer was coaching, and that's when Irvin, you know, was still in party mode, and all these other guys were in party mode. And they would show up late to practice, and you know they'd be messing up practice. And there's Aikman getting in in Switcher's face, like, "Hey, man, like, get this fixed." He's like, well, "What do you want me to do? You want me to you want me to cut Michael Irvin?" He's like, "No, you don't cut Michael Irvin. But you run until he throws up. You cut that guy. You cut that guy, and you make that guy run until he can't run anymore." <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I think his standards are just so high that he wants greatness.
0: And maybe you're right. Maybe he needs to be a coach or something. Speaking of that, let's talk about coaches all the way from the beginning. Who do you think the greatest Dallas Cowboys coach is or was? Wow. Um,
2: That's tough. I know the most favorite, isn't it Landry? Landry. That's what I I love. Local, too. I know. Then then they hate, was it Jerry Jones that fired him? Huh? Yeah, Jerry Jones that fired him. But Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones,
3: Jones, he was, but he did it respectfully. And he still immortalized the man after he had fired him. Mm-hmm. They have a statue of him. When he passed away, they put the you know the his signature fedora on their jerseys that they wore for a long time. Um, so I think even though he got rid of Landry and he was hated for it, it was probably a move that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. So who's going to the question? Who's the the greatest Matt?
0: What do coach? you think? In your opinion, I mean, obviously it's. I-
1: I mean, the next name that comes to mind is Jimmy Johnson, man.
3: And he was, and he
1: was—I
3: didn't think he was screwed, man. Really? Why not? I I don't know. I just think Barry Switzer won with Jimmy's guys. Yeah, yeah. Barry Switzer. Yeah, heck, yeah. He didn't. And I'll tell you what—if they keep Jimmy, we probably win four straight. Yeah.
1: We're probably still winning.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'd probably be the first team that wins three straight. We'd be the next one that wins four straight. Yeah.
0: So is it Landry? Because of legacy Or is it Jimmy Jimmy because of What he, what he was able to do What is it? I, I
2: wasn't for me, around
3: For Landry I, I really couldn't I say. wasn't too much either But I guess for me you, you gotta go with You know Legacy and tenure I mean he was there forever And there's a reason Why he was there forever He was good He was good He was damn good He only got two Super Bowls But Yeah but You, you know I mean only
1: right But Relative to other teams In the league yeah. He got off to a hard hot start you know like uh, the well the cowboys as an organization you know um what they were fairly new to the league new team and Mm -hmm. they they were able to win pretty quick relatively
0: anyway Um, he's
3: the inventor of the hail mary
0: (laughs) yeah i mean that was my era that's when i loved the cowboys i was a kid obviously but i mean when they play the steelers Mm -hmm. just incredible games And, and uh landry i would say I guess because of legacy, but um, yeah, Johnson, yeah, definitely because of what he what he was able to what do in the '90s. Yeah, do? yeah,
1: and I, if Jimmy and J- Jerry didn't butt head so much, I think he
0: would have still been around. Yeah. And what about Big Tuna? Yeah, yeah, name. Oh
3: man, he did good too, I, and I like that. Uh, you know, he, he really brought back the winning culture. Uh, before him, you know, we had Dave Campo. We had Chan Gailey, and it was nothing but five and 11 seasons. Um, And then when we did have draft picks, we were missing on those picks. Um, You know, I remember we traded two first-round picks for Joey Galloway, and we didn't even get him. You know, we got him for Troy Aikman, and Troy Aikman never even got to play with him. The first year they got him, uh, he tore his ACL in the preseason game. And then later on that year, after that year, Aikman retired because of concussions. Mm-hmm. It was Lavar Arrington who just knocked him out cold. But there's, there's, it, it's tough. And you know, he he did bring it back. I like that he, uh, you know, he 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 picked and chose his his battles with Jerry wisely. Um, I know he was completely against bringing in Terrell Lowens. Uh, and I think that was one of the ones that, that Jerry said, hey, you know, I, I did agree to give you full reins, but here is where I'm pulling my owner card and I want this guy here. And it worked out. You know, unfortunately, that following year, I think it was, or maybe two years, uh, he ended up leaving. I think it was the next year, right?
0: Yeah.
3: We got Terrell Owens, I think they, they did one year, and then the next year, you know, Tuna says, I'm out. You guys had
2: Terrell Owens and Des Bryant. Or at least one year. No, you? no, no, no.
1: no
3: uh-huh. We had Terrell Owens and Roy Williams together. Oh, yeah. Roy. And then well, Roy Williams wasn't. He didn't really. Man, you know he what? He was the end of his career there. Well, he really wasn't because he. I think he was. He yeah, just came from Detroit. He right? was, in, and he was doing great things in Detroit, but they weren't winning in Detroit. And so when we traded for him, I thought, man, like that's a great move. Like we're bringing back a Texas kid mm-hmm. who wants to be home, and. Uh, at first he looked good, but I just i don't know what happened to him. I don't – somewhere along the lines, you know, he lost his confidence. Something. Something happened to that cat, man. I, it was just, you know, like a kid that just gets hit with the flu out of nowhere.
1: <laughs> he really, na- really never able to recover. Nope. Be
3: the same guy that we hoped he would be. And he was one of the top receivers in that draft class. Yeah. He was in mm-hmm. the same class as Larry Fitzgerald. Out of Texas, right? Yeah. Dang. Fitzgerald's still playing. And Fitzgerald's
1: still playing. <laughs> oh, oh, dang. Crazy <laughs> yeah. when you think about it like that.
0: Yep. So I've got one more thing uh, before we wrap it up, and and this is just something I heard. Like I said, I'm not knowledgeable at all, so that's why I got you guys here. But uh, news about this uh, new football league. What, what's the deal with that? You all know anything about that? Alliance? The, the XFL? XFL.
2: Yeah. It's done, ain't it? the it, xfl is supposed to be coming back
1: i heard they, it was coming back they just announced Wait, i think it was like a week or two you ago was want the league from last
3: year that, no not, that was the afl the uh, the folded. alliance oh and i thought that was a i thought that was a great league man yeah, it was I great thought so too. but unfortunately i don't know they if it just money. wasn't making money or yeah, it, was it money. wasn't
1: making money and they just ran out of money
3: but i thought it was a great startup league yeah uh, so uh, to help guys develop um and you lot, a lot of a lot of, uh, of those guys got they got picked up um,
1: Invitations to training to, camp Yeah I don't know how many of them of, Got signed We had two of them On our, um, our browns That made the final roster mm-hmm. Oh wow That's crazy Yeah um, That was on the
2: same team they were the, yeah. they were the winningest team
1: Yeah But it sucks They didn't even get to finish The, um, the season, season. The season Yeah
3: So what's up with this And it wasn't it's even ex- supposed to be A long season I think it was only gonna be Like eight games Yeah and and it didn't it didn't last. But that XFL, I don't know if if uh, you know Vince McMahon. I'm guessing he's still a part of it. Uh, you know, the first time, I think I was, not, I was still in high school when that first time it came out. Uh, and and it was just it was extreme. I mean, obviously that's what the X stood for, right? Yeah. But it was beyond extreme. And I think they tried to make it too much like wrestling, with all these unneeded storylines. Uh, you know, and, and they they obviously you know we live in a world where sex sells, um, and I think that's what they try to do. Um, cause sex obviously helped the idea of sex cells helped McMahon in the wrestling world. It didn't translate over to the football world. Uh, you know, you had half naked cheerleaders, uh, you had Vince McMahon acting like Vince McMahon saying, go into the locker room and, and get me shots of cheerleaders and just really overdoing it. Um, I'm hopeful that they learn from their mistakes because I'm a believer that competition makes you better. So if the NFL's the NFL has nobody to compete with. So if they've got another league that actually forces them to, to do things, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Yeah. You know? It's supposed to they I think a week or two ago they
1: formally announced their eight teams mm-hmm. and it starts in February, like two weeks after the Super Bowl, I think. Uh, I they not start notice. up. Yeah, man.
2: More football. More football. <laughs> yeah. So I gotta go find a team. Yeah, in and as it what is, you know, the
3: NFL is technically it's really you know year round. You know, yeah, it ends in February, but you know after the Super Bowl's done, boom, you got the the, uh, the, the, combine. R- the combine, then you got the draft, the draft, then you got free agency, and then you've got mini camps.
2: Yeah, the but the off season sucks. Uh, you know, well, it, the off season sucks, it because, sucks because you gotta because sit there and wait for this. This is the greatest time of the year. Exactly, the fall. It, this is the greatest time of the year, man what, when You got football going on When football ends I mean, if you're a basketball fan You know, you got the NBA You can ride that till it finishes But when the football season over Man, it's, it's a well, time. What was that other When the NFL was doing
1: good uh, Another league came about in the springtime And they actually had a lot of success And they were getting top, uh, top College top. players to go to that league He's not about the, the How league. long ago? If in the eighties.
3: Oh, you're talking about the, real the uh,
1: No, the uh, um, oh, was it, it? wasn't the AFL. Was yeah, it, I think it might have been the AFL. AFL. Like Ryan, but you, had,
3: you, had the, you had the you had the Ryan Leaf. Not, well, not Ryan Leaf. Um, Jim oh, Kelly. Jim Kelly. Yeah, you had the Houston Gamblers. Oh, they yes. played here.
0: They played here in McAllen. We got to see Jim Kelly. Uh, yeah, I, but I, I can't remember. God, what was I think it was the AFL. It might have been the AFL,
3: American Football League. But I know, like, Trump owned a team. I think yeah. Trump is actually one of the guys that was that was blamed for it not succeeding. Well,
1: that's the thing. He he wanted to push his reasoning was he thought um to have success like the NFLs you have to mm-hmm. play along with the NFL, meaning the same, At the same during time. the fall.
3: Yeah. And I'm like, no oh. dude, the NFL rules that yeah. market, stick <laughs> to your market and grow it. But they, and, but like you said, man, they were able to. They took, they had Jim Kelly. They took uh, Herschel Walker, yes. straight out of college. They signed him to nope. probably the biggest they contract. Were at that time. Like, oh, they were getting talent. They were getting good guys, man. Okay,
0: they were getting talent. Uh, the AFL, right? It was
3: the AFL? Yeah,
0: I'm yeah. Jim Kelly played, the played A-C-F- here A-C-F- at the McKellen Stadium. Yeah, really, to see that. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Well, what stadium, McAllen? Kind of <laughs> the the Bulldog Stadium. That's oh, what really? we used to call it back then. I'm old school. I just so turned fifty. I, <laughs> so so the the bleachers, were this the same bleachers, they made it like a horseshoe. Stadium, if I remember correctly. So, the way it is now. The way it is, but they added bleachers to to, to make a horse. added it. Yeah. That, oh. That's how big that game was. It was the AFL. Oh, wow. That's and, crazy. uh, sorry about that. but anyway, that's going to do it for us today. I want to mm-hmm. thank you very much, Matt, Corey, Chuck. And, uh, I came up with a, a little, uh, trivia quiz which y'all can't answer because y'all are pretty big Uh. cowboy fans but this is for uh, our facebook friends i was going to call it are you smarter than a dallas cowboys cheerleader but i knew i was going to get hate mail (laughs) on that so i rephrased it to so you think you're a real cowboys fan here's a question tony romo's first nfl pass was a completion to which wide receiver and then i'm going to ask another real quick question who was it against All right, so until next time, that's going to do it for us here at the DC4L Facebook Live Show and Podcast. Until next time, how about them cowboys?